Welcome to the Horror Comics Podcast. I'm Chris. Thank you for listening. Thanks for coming back. Or if it's your first time, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. This is episode 36. I'm going to be talking to Joey about our finale for Lola Woods and the continuation of Plunge under the Hill House Comics line from DC Comics and their Black Label subsidiary. So it's kind of a three-tiered deal there, but that's a whole other story. So I guess just to kind of throw it out there, um, because this would be the first month that uh, the person I'm about to talk about would be part of what we're doing here. Um, I have to give a shout out, um, and I'm happy to do so. I say have to, um, as if I wouldn't want to. No, I'm happy to do so. To um, I'll just, until further notice, rep- uh, refer to this person as Crumbs, who is the very first subscriber to the Horror Comics Podcast Patreon, which it's funny because I set it up, it just kind of toying around with tears to see like, well, what makes sense? You know, what works? I don't want to just be like, hey, you know, throw money my way. And, and you know, that's not to knock any any podcasts that do. Um, I support, you know, plenty of podcasts and they have their own ways of doing things. I was just kind of toying around the idea of how would I do this and make it feel like it's worth it. Um, uh, and Crumbs actually like sought out the show Patreon. <laughs> so I got this email alert, uh, that was like, you have a new patron. I was like, how? I haven't launched it, but apparently people can see it. Um, even if, you know, you know, apparently it is public, um, regardless of, uh, you know, you thinking that it's not when you have, whatever you saved all your settings and stuff like that, which is fine. It's awesome. I, I was like, uh, it warmed my heart. I was like, oh my God, thank you so much, Crumbs, for, um, subscribing there with, there are two tiers. Okay. And it's, it's patreon.com slash horror comics podcast. Check it out. There's a $1 tier. It's the dollar bin. And then there's a $5 tier. The $1 bin, uh, gets you a shout out, a thank you, uh, at the beginning of each show, as I just did. For just supporting, you know, it, it means a lot. It's awesome that you're doing that. Uh, the $5 tier, I'm, I'm still kind of working out when we're going to talk about it, um, here coming up soon, kind of what the $5 tier is going to be, but I know for sure it is going to be Patreon exclusive, um, like video chats, uh, conversations with patrons. Um, and you know, it would be something that, uh, you'll get a private link. It'll be on the Patreon feed, but you'll have a private link, I think, to download the video. Uh, you know, if you want to have it uh, to whatever, if you have your own channel or whatever, you want to put it up there. Um, but it is for patrons only, patrons only. Um, so we'll, you know, keep it in that sort of realm. But, you know, I want the patrons to be able to have, you know, access to be able to download the video. In case, I don't know, YouTube's getting kind of weird. They're, they're banning. I don't think that I talk about anything that would get, uh, us banned from YouTube, but, uh, you never know. So I kind of want to make that a thing. And also, of course, the $5 tier gets the shout out on the show as well. 
And, uh, yeah, so we're, we're working out, um, kind of, I'm still trying to figure out the best sort of way, um, to work out the video chats and the, uh, and being able to record it and not have a time limit and it not be insanely expensive. But I think I've found the way to do that and, uh, and still have good audio quality and all that stuff. So, uh, that will be coming up and I'm very excited about that. And, uh, I guess, you know, I guess I'll, I'll throw the link in here, but I'm not really going to be pushing it, uh, hardcore, like online or anything just yet, because again, I still, there's a couple of, I want to sort of work out a couple of the, uh, the, you know, the perks there between the, in the $5 tier and see kind of like if, if that's a good thing or, you know, just to have another show feed, not just, you know, conversations with patrons, but also a kind of a separate, uh, feed of, of an extra, uh, kind of a show sort of thing and whatnot. Um, but for right now it is, it is, uh, we'll, we'll chat on, uh, on a video feed that will be exclusive to you and the patrons. Um, and we'll just talk about horror or whatever you want to talk about. And, uh, you know, kind of a no holds barred, uncensored sort of, uh, we'll just have a, you know, the equivalent of us Skype chatting and kind of seeing what, you know, seeing what you're all about and talking about horror comics and books and movies and whatnot. Who cares? Uh, so that's what we're doing over to patreon.com slash horror comics podcast. So, uh, thanks again to crumbs for <laughs> finding that and making me have to actually decide, okay, we're actually doing this. So, um, you know, I think it's cool and I'm, I'm excited to have sort of that sort of that outlet to do, uh, more content uh, for this podcast, I think, uh, Patreon definitely helps with that kind of thing, especially when you've got to take time, um, away from, you know, your, your wife and your kid or your family or whatever. Uh, Patreon is definitely, it definitely helps being able to be like, Hey, look, got, uh, got paying customers here that, uh, I, uh, I'm obligated to uh, provide for. So, uh, you know, that it's just, it's a little bit more of a, a higher stakes, if you will. But no, I, I'm, I'm excited to get into it and kind of launch that. But the official launch will be coming soon. Um, and, uh, yeah. So thank you all for, for, for tuning in. Uh, of course, this main feed here in all the podcast places you listen to podcasts, this will all, this will be here for free always. Um, and I'm working on like maybe doing a YouTube thing, trying to figure out the best way to go about that. But one thing I'm excited about, well, actually, before we go into the thing that I'm stoked about, um, and I hate that it's taken so long to get to it, but I will. And, uh, just right after this, of course, as always, uh, go down in the show notes, check out nightmare threads. I've got a link to it for the show. Follow that link in the show notes. Cause here's the thing. It helps out the show. And you can save 5% on your order by using the promo code Horror Comics. One word, all caps, Horror Comics. Follow the link below, nightmarethreads.com. A lot of horror content there, um, merchandise, shirts, and it even goes beyond horror, really. Um, but it's kind of, it's, it's not just like a slew of a million different things. It's kind of hand-picked. Um, and, uh, carefully decided designs and whatnot. So go check that out. Uh, really cool of them to give us a link and a promo code and all that stuff and save you guys some money for, uh, you know, for following the show. And, uh, you'll, I know you're going to find something that you like. If you like horror, I mean, 
trust me, it's, it's awesome. I like the first thing I saw on there was a, um, a Halloween two t-shirt that actually, I don't even know if they sell it anymore. It might be back by now, but like, I know that it had been taken down, um, for a bit. I guess they had sold out and, uh, Luckily that I, it's like the first thing I got and I was like, yep, that's the one I need. Uh, but they have a ton of other awesome stuff and their customer service is great. So check them out. And I say that, and I'm being honest with you. I say that because I actually had to get in touch with customer service and say, Hey, yes, you know, because they're custom printed shirts. Um, and not in the sense of like, like a teespring or something like that, but they are. I think I feel like they're hand pressed. There's like a lot of care put into it. This particular one was like off center and kind of crooked and very noticeably so. And I was like, um, not, this ain't going to do like what's going on. And, and I, I'm saying that just to say like they immediately hit back and were like, Hey, we are so sorry. We'll get you a new one out. Send that one back. Like, you know, free sh- shipping back and forth, whatever, like uh, whatever we got to do to make it work. Their customer service was great and they were fast and they got that new shirt out to me ASAP and it was awesome. And I was like, dude, yeah, that's, that is like, if you ever have an issue, that's what you want in customer service. Now I can't imagine that they have that problem very often because um I have now, I, I've talked to people now that have actually ordered from them from my show and um did not have the issues that I had and loved the t-shirts that they got so I'm fu- it's fucking awesome so again check it out horror comics uh to get that 5% off so um here's one thing I'm super excited about okay I always am like hey let's have your 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 stories your real stories okay I want to know what the fuck you've been through like have you lived in a haunted house? What kind of experiences do you have with the supernatural, with the creepy, with the weird, whatever it is? Uh, and before we dig into it, my cat is is causing quite – come on. Come on. How, did, how we go? Come on. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Sorry. Goddamn cat. Uh, so uh, finally, outside of the – outside of the Halloween special – which is awesome, which was awesome. Like I, the, the stories and stuff I got there was were, uh, incredible. And, uh, I love that episode. Um, and I highly, highly, highly recommend, uh, and, and, and ask you if you've got experiences you want to share, it can remain anonymous. Um, it can't, but you've got to say so. You got to tell me I'd rather my name not be shared and, uh, I will uphold that, but, um, I would love to tell your story here, you know, and, 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 uh, get all of that out there, uh, you know, make it a part of the show as opposed to just horror comics. And, uh, if you want to send in your story, you can send it as an audio file. If you want to tell your story, true, real personal experiences, I'm not talking about just fictional. If you've got comics and stuff, um, or, or if, yeah, fuck, fuck it. If you want to send like some like spoken word fictional story that you've made up, but you just got to clarify what it is. Uh, I am happy to, uh, happy to include that on the show, but, uh, let's keep it horror slash sci-fi, but let's keep it horror leaning and, uh, I will include it on the show and give you credit for it. However you want to be credited. So, uh, please, please, please send that my way. I want to hear it. I want to, I want to play it on the show and give you credit and, uh, blast you. Uh, on my show and get your name out there and share your contact information and stuff. So send that over to horror comics podcast at gmail.com. 
You can also send it to uh, Horror Comics Pod on Twitter. Just make sure before, like on Twitter, and uh, send me a, a direct message. Um, and at the very beginning, just put show mail or or a fictional story, whatever. But as far as like audio messages and stuff, if you're going to send that, which again, I think that's awesome. I love kind of putting some kind of creepy music behind it. Um, and, or, or, you know, not sometimes maybe it would be cooler if it doesn't have that, but either way, that's better for email. So again, that's horror comics podcast at gmail.com and then horror comics pod on Twitter. So hit me up, send me your stuff. I want to play it on the show. So that being said, I've got, a real life story. And this is from who I was just talking about, who sought me out on Patreon. Um, it's crumbs. And, uh, this is a long one, but I like that. So, uh, don't ever feel like you need to shorten it up, um, for the sake of time, because as most of you, if you've been listening to this show, you know, I don't care about how long the episode is. I just want good conversation and good content. Uh, and some people out there might be like, well, just because there's a lot out there doesn't make it good. If I think it's good, it's probably just going to stay. I'm just being honest with you. Uh, you're welcome to fast forward or whatever, but that's just, that's just the way I'm doing it. But, uh, okay. So crumbs sent in. So I've been listening to the podcast and I have to say I've been really enjoying it. I heard that you were looking for some personal experiences, so I figured I'd write in and give you a story. I know this is long, so if you can't, I totally understand, which obviously I can because here we are, dude. So it started with my exploration of abandoned buildings. I was a photography student and largely used abandoned buildings and nature taking back a piece of development as my medium. I found a house with several large hangar-like structures on the property where it appeared that they manufactured hot air balloons. Another house with a basement and a separate structure, more than likely used as an office filled with 50s to 60s style prosthetics, mostly legs. Holy shit. That reminds me of a weird story that I actually have personally. Anyway, going back to this, to crumbs, I would sometimes consult a publication called Weird NJ for some places to visit. Weird NJ, I'm sure most states have something akin to this, was a magazine that would highlight some of the strange and unusual locations throughout the state, whether it be abandoned buildings, haunted locations, man-made oddities, and sometimes locations of state lore. So one day, whilst flipping through the magazine, I came across a story about this place in uh, Wanock, New Jersey, referred to as the Vortex. hope I'm saying Wanock, New Jersey correctly, because I don't know. But my story actually takes place in New Jersey as well, having to do with uh, prosthetic limbs and stuff. So that's interesting. But the Vortex, as described, is a place where spirits, angels, demons, etc. can pass through from their world to ours. It was said that the native tribe, uh, the Lenape, revered this land as sacred, not like burial ground, but said that it belonged to the spirit world. I became intrigued and did as much research on the area as I could. This was the early 2000s, so the internet was not what it is now. And all I really had was the interviewee's Angel Fire webpage on the place. Oh my god, this Angel Fire webpage with flaming text were the best. Um, <clears throat> there were various pictures of mists, orbs, and shadow figures 
that had all been named, such as smoke demon, angels, devils, etc. The guy was a religious weirdo, so the names he gave the entities followed suit. My brother was able to go a few times before I could, and brought home pics from his point-and-shoot digital camera of orbs and mists. It was all very cool and a little spooky. Eventually I got to go to the Vortex with my brother Jay and his friend Tim. We walked through the woods that brought us to this football field-sized clearing. That was where the Vortex is said to exist. We would take pictures and compare it to breath in the cold or cigarette smoke and show the difference between that and the anomaly captured. We compared light reflections off dust particles with orbs and decided there was clearly a difference between our controlled experiments and the anomalies. After a few trips, we decided that, being as it was the year 2006 and we were approaching June, that we, as a bunch of metalheads, would naturally have to go on June 6th of 2006. And we did. We were there as the day went from the 5th to the 6th at midnight and did what we always do, take pictures and walk around trying to find a spot where things were coming through the strongest. Funny thing about it was that not much was coming through. Few orbs here and there that we really couldn't tell if it was dust or quote-unquote other. So my brother and I were talking, sharing our photos with one another, kind of bumming that we hadn't seen much, when the two of us just instinctually dropped to the ground. This large, dark shadow of an enormous bird swooped down just above our heads. It was already dark, but any light from the moon was instantly blocked out by the size of this thing. What's even stranger is that even with the enormity of this bird, by the time we thought enough to get up and look behind us, which wasn't more than a few seconds, it was gone. We saw nothing after the initial dive bomb. Tim, who was walking some 20 yards ahead of us, turned to ask what just happened. When we told him, he said, interesting, then went right back to what he was doing before the incident. Momentarily shaken, we shrugged it off and continued to explore. As before, not much activity from the vortex, not counting the Thunderbird sighting. That is fucking crazy too, dude. Okay, I'm just, I'm having like, this is like spiking several memories. Um, I have to get back through this. So, So we convene and make the decision to pack it up for the night. Now we three are facing one another as people talking would do in as much of a circle as you can be in with three people. Just as we go to move to make our exit from the circle, this loud, screaming, guttural squeal booms from the middle of our circle. The noise fades in and out, dissipating more and more until it's gone. There was no other sound, like the breaking of branches, rustling of foliage or of feet or hoof or whatever hitting the ground as the noise faded into the distance. Took a total of five to ten seconds from start to finish and took us an equal amount of time to decide to get the hell out of there. We make it back to our car and start to drive home. A little weirded out, but more curious than anything. We spent days trying to figure out what the hell happened that night, then dropped it, only to revisit it from time to time, just for laughs. Well, from that point on, I've had many paranormal experiences, a friendship with a satanic psychic who was convinced that Lilith and Lucifer himself had an obsession with me. And that same noise we heard the vortex waking me up in the middle of the night on more than one occasion. I'd go into more detail, but I've written quite a bit and don't want to bore you with any further. Oh, buddy. Uh, we, we've got conversations to be had there, crumbs. You're not done. Sorry, bud. But I'll continue. Um, a quick background. I'm an atheist, ex-musician who played in bands that were heavily influenced by topics of demonology and comic fan of many, many years. My love for Grant Morrison and your recent coverage of Scott Snyder's Witches has compelled me to write a comic 
based on this account. Embellished, of course, but gives me a pretty good foundation on where to start. Thanks again for everything you do on both podcasts and look forward to any feedback you might have. If you want, I have no issue with you using this as show mail. And if not, just happy to send you an email of my strange adventure. Thanks again. Well, that's, you know, it's going to be show mail. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That's crazy. Uh, so we're going to talk more about that um, in our Patreon uh, chat there that's coming up here and uh, get into some more of that history there that he's got. But yeah, it's crazy. This, um, it's something that I think about every now and then, but I, I, it's not something that I saw directly. So it's not something that really, I don't know how to explain it. But like, I went out to where I'm at in North Louisiana, um, really close to the Texas border. But there's a, there is a dam. That is uh, close to where I lived, where I grew up, really, um, around here. And you can get out there at night. Uh, it, it's closed, technically, but it's like one of those gates that's just like the one bar that goes across, and you can drive around it. Like, you can't, it's not like, it's not really, like, super, you know, secure. You can just drive around it. And there wasn't, like, any security out there coming and making people leave, because people just really wanted to go out there and, like, kind of stargaze and whatnot. But... Went out there one night and I don't even remember who I was with or what, because there's been several occasions where it's like, there's like, you know, the moon is huge and we want to take a telescope or something like that. Um, things like that are like stargaze again, but this particular night it was super cloudy, which is important because that is what I saw. It was actually like exactly what crumbs here is describing. It's just like the moonlight blasting behind the clouds. So I saw more of the shadow of this, like, I mean, I, the only thing I could really describe it as is like a pterodactyl. It looked like a fucking pterodactyl, but it was a shadow. So again, it could have just been some bird whose shadow was, you know, enlarged by the moonlight and whatnot. It was just the shape of it in the speed of which it was flying. It was just really slow and it just loomed over huge in the shadows. Um, through the clouds and it just, it was just freaky. Uh, there wasn't any sound or anything involved with it. It was just a freaky thing. Again, I don't know what that it was. Um, but this sound, this, you know, visually, this is what came into mind when I was reading this story. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, this vortex thing, that's fucking crazy. Um, uh, there was a place in God, where did we play? My old band played somewhere in New Jersey and it's this like, this area, we went during the day. It's almost like somewhere you just, it's like trails. You just go and you can walk your dog or just go for a walk. It's like a park. But in said park, there's like little buildings placed about that were clearly, that are abandoned, that were clearly medical facilities of some kind, but they were very small because inside of these buildings were just old hospital beds and a bunch of old medical equipment. Um, just drawn about it was almost like something was going on and they all just left um but there was no electricity or anything in there and it was just bizarre uh but very interesting to you know to walk around and, and check out but also kind of creepy in the same sense but uh yeah so that was i i don't remember seeing like prosthetic limbs or anything like that but there was a lot of weird medical stuff that was just creepy um 
who knows? I, again, I can't remember exactly where it was that this uh, existed, but I know for sure it was New Jersey. Um, but this was like a lot of trees and whatnot. But anyway, maybe it sounds familiar, Crumbs. I, I don't know. But uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sending in this story. I mean, this is crazy. Again, <laughs> like uh, how similar some of this is to stuff that I've experienced um, all the way down here in Louisiana. But uh, thank you for sending in. We'll talk more about some of that when I get you on the old video stream for Patreon. So uh, thanks again. Uh, again, appreciate it. So folks, please, for the love of God, please send in, send, send, in, send in your stuff, send in your story, your personal experiences, your, you know, who knows? You never know what people could connect with you on, you know, if you don't know anybody else that's had this experience or even if you do. But like for me, like with sleep paralysis, I, I was so young when it first started happening, I'd never heard of it. And I first obviously didn't know anybody that had dealt with it until years and years later when I was an adult and started actually looking into it because it started to just slowly happen again. Um, and you know, it's just one of those crazy things. And then when you finally meet up, you know, with like, like I may have said this in the Halloween episode, and I apologize if you're hearing this again, but you know, my buddy Jesse came in town who I hadn't seen in forever. He used to live close by and then he moved out to uh, around in, in California somewhere. Um, he came back to visit and we went out and had a couple of drinks. We came back to the house and like had a couple more drinks and, you know, started getting really honest and somehow sleep paralysis came up and we both had this holy shit moment. Like, you know what that is too. Like, oh my God, you're experiencing it too. So we just got this, we both just had this kind of like mind blowing sort of conversation, this bonding moment really. Of like having experienced the same thing, only I had researched it more. Um, um, as, as, if, if I remember correctly, it is, I, at this point, I know I for sure had researched it and knew a lot about it. But I think as far as his you know, understanding of it, I don't think that he had. And I could be wrong on that and apologize, Jesse, if you're listening. And I, and I don't remember that correctly now. It's been a, a few years now. But um uh, yeah, it was just kind of this crazy moment of like, holy shit. Um, but yeah, you know, sometimes it's helpful. Uh, sometimes it's helpful. Knock on wood. Uh, I haven't had, I haven't had experiences like that. Um, in, in a long time. It's, I say a long time and in, in a, at least a year or two, a couple of years, it, it's been since I've experienced an actual like terrifying sort of sleep paralysis incident. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's helpful to talk about these things and kind of just air it, air it out, get it off your chest. Uh, and again, even if it's an anonymous, anonymous, you know, submission, it can be uh, therapeutic to get it out there, you know, just kind of talk about it. So, uh, feel free to do so again, horrorcomicspodcastgmail.com and horrorcomicspod at, uh, horrorcomicspod on Twitter. And, uh, would love to hear from all of you. So send on in. And again, thank you so much, crumbs. Uh, okay. I think that just about does it. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. Uh, Joey and I are going to wrap up Lolo Woods and we are going to continue the story of Plunge from DC's Hill House Comics under their black label, uh, their horror comics little subsidiary that they're doing there with Hill House Comics. So here we go. Let's jump in. Thank you all again. I'm not going to do an outro. So this is it. Enjoy. All right. It's not technical difficulty. It's what would you call it? 
fatherly difficulty? Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> parenting difficulties. Right. I don't know. They need, there needs to be a better term for that. We could, we'll make it up at some point. <laughs> uh, but, uh, okay, dude, let me, I'm not even prepared. I don't have my, uh, my books up in front of me, which as far as I know, my shop still does not, ha- hasn't gotten those. Really? Um, in stock. Let's see. I want to, I want to, I want to find out why they're not on the DC app. It's ridiculous. They, they yeah, that's those. a good point. At this at this point, you should have been able to see at least the first issues of each one. Because I know like DC is like a year. Well, that's DC, DC Universe. I'm talking about like the DC app where you can buy oh, the DC issues. The actual the actual DC app does not have Hill House. You can get it on Comixology, you, you know, which you know DC their their app is basically like an app a cosmic Comixology yeah you know, app that's everything that they have on Comixology. Hill House is not on it. And it's like you can merge the, I think you can merge your Comixology DC books into DC, mm-hmm. or maybe it's vice versa. If you buy it on Comixology, it will automatically show up on your DC app. Right. So why would they not want to include, why would they not want to include? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's and weird. That's, that's what drove me crazy about like the, when Daphne Byrne, like when, cause that was the first one to come out during like this whole pandemic when they started releasing stuff. And I was like, okay, I can't get the physical copy. Right. And I got like the review copy and I was like, okay, it's supposed to come out, but it's not out because it's not on like the DC app or none of them. I'm like, what, what's going on here? So I didn't review it. Cause I was like, I don't know if I should release this review or not, <laughs> you know, cause it was like, maybe yeah. something happened because I had no proof that it was actually released because comic book shops were closed. So it confused right. the hell out of me. But uh, I mean, Apparently it actually, it was released and they just don't have any of the Hill House comics on the DC app. That's bizarre, man. I don't know what, what the point of that would be. Yeah. Unless yeah. they're just legitimately like, they've forgotten about these, you know? <laughs> um, who knows? That's weird, man. That's freaking weird. Um, but okay. So I think, uh, I think we wanted to start with plunge, right? Yes. We wanted to start with plunge, uh, because we're still in like a what the fuck kind of, kind of stage with plunge, uh, in a good way. And we're, where Lolo Woods is, is, um, it's over. It's it is ended with yeah. a question mark and the inflection. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> you know, uh, but, uh, all right, man. I'll give us some credits because I'm on that page. We've got Joe Ill. At least that's what it looks like on the credits page, but it's Joe Hill, uh, Stuart, uh, Imonen, uh, they're, they're writing it and doing the art there. It's all Stuart. We've got oh it colored God. by, uh, yeah, look at that. Like Joe, J O and then the equal sign one L L. Mm-hmm. Oh man. I wish I was good at math. Cause there's gotta be like some kind of thing going on here with, with that. Because all their names have like threes <laughs> and all sorts of stuff. There's gotta be something. Cause they, they're, they're, it's all into the whole, you know, you get into all these different, this different math stuff and pie and all that kind of stuff. But anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. But the, the, on Eminem, there's a capital E and not a three. But if you get to Dave Stewart, the E is a three. That's what I'm saying. There's got to be some kind then Darren, of pattern. Darren Bennett has no numbers in it. It's just Darren Bennett. And you go into, yeah, it's weird. Some people must have been like, no, no, no. I want my full name to be. <laughs> it's it's got to say Darren Bennett. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, um, so that Darren Bennett did the letters. We have it edited by Mark Doyle and Amadeo, uh, 
Tubtero? I don't know what the eight's supposed to be now. A Tubtero? What is the eight supposed to represent? God damn it. <laughs> uh, I would say probably an R, right? Turtero, maybe? Tur-tero, okay. Yeah. Turtero. Uh, covered by Jeremy Wilson. We have a variant covered by Gary Frank and Brad Anderson. Classic duo. And we have Russian translations by Gregory uh, Batinov. And we have Plunge, of course, created by Joe Three Hill. Um, so, dude, <clears throat> there's not a lot to this issue, really, as far as like the events that go down, but the the, the sort of air about this issue is very intense. Oh, yeah. And it's very like, oh god, what are they about to do? They do the pacing is great. It's very good, like. Oh, what's about to happen? Are they about to kill? Oh, are they about to wait? What's going on here? So like, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's a bit more about the atmosphere and the couple of things that do happen. Um, that kind of makes it like it is a quick read, but it still makes it feel like you've, you, you've bitten off a nice little chunk, so to speak. Yeah. There's like, he brings out the creep factor, like just. Yeah. He brings it right out, not just with like, cause you know, you get a lot of creepiness in the art, but it's also done like the whole creep factor just really comes out with, with like just the, just the character interactions and like, and just everything, the dialogue and just like the story and everything. And it just all, I mean, this is freaking awesome issue. Yeah. It's freaking awesome, man. And just the whole thing just comes together so well just to be like, <laughs> right. You know, it creeps you out, man. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. I like, and I, he, he's so good at this, like with the, just the distinct characters, like, like the personalities and their dialogue, the things that they say. Every single character is different. You don't have the same voice from a different character in any of these guys. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's great, man. That's awesome. So let's get into it, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Let's dig in. And and what is the sorry, our captain, what is his first name again? Gage. I, Gage. Okay. That's where I keep having trouble remembering the, the these people's names for some reason. It just is like anyway. So Gage, that's that's one of the ones and that I'm really struggling with. Um, okay, so what do we start here? Because Gage is basically pushing back against, you know, what's been going on with them showing like the gifts and how negatively it's affecting the crew. Cause they just watched four of their crew try to kill each other with one surviving to get this, some kind of artifact, some sort of gift that they don't even know what it is. Yeah, and so here we are when they're like, what the fuck? It's called the ingot. Yeah. The ingot. Right. Yeah. Where you, you, if you see it, you want it and you will kill other people to try to mm-hmm. get it. Um, and so like they, he just watched three of his crew die. Four of them started fighting and three of them died. Mm-hmm. And, uh, basically surviving one lost an eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's, he's, uh, he says, I'm about to skull fuck those empty eye holes of yours with a socket wrench to see if I can fix it. It's <laughs> <laughs> God. he's such a great character. I love him. Yeah. the shit that he says like that. Um, but then he gets like taken out from behind by this guy with, uh, what, what does he have? Was it like, like a, a crowbar or some, just some kind of like a, yeah, just some sort of like oh, a staff. A or it was a hook. It was like, maybe a, that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, got like a broom handle with like a hook on the end, but he just like takes like the, um, the butt of it and just smacks his, like just gets the, the back of his, uh, his kneecap there and takes him down. Just the guy comes from behind and grabs him from the back of the head. And, uh, and what the hell is the, that guy's name? This is- 
this is one of those moments where I was like, oh, they're about to just straight up kill Gage. They're about to slice his throat and they're about to make an example of him. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, exactly. And what the hell is the name of the, um, the leader? The leader um, guy there. Hold on. He's about to say it. Let me just get ahead real quick. They bring it up real quick at one point. And I was like, oh, that's his name. Mr. Foyle. Well, just they, they keep calling him Foyle. Mr. Foyle. Yeah, they, yeah. At some point, they mention his first name too. But whatever. Yeah, we'll that comes that. up. But uh, the thing here's the thing, man. I I really don't like the like the 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 dot dot dots, and that's one of the things where that pisses me off with reading Swamp Swamp Thing. Yeah, because it's like that constantly when he talks, and I'm just like, oh, mm. so annoying. <laughs> just, yeah, you know, I, I I like it as an effect, like as an idea. But I, I always, I, I never read it that way. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm just reading it. I'm like, okay, all right. So they have a little bit of a pause with their speech, and uh, great. I'm just going to imagine that that's happening. But as far as me reading it, I'm not going to take the time yeah. <laughs> to quadruple yeah. the amount of time I spend reading this. I'm just going to read it. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely get the frustration. I know. I think a lot of people kind of share that sentiment too, of like feeling like you have to read it that way because that's how i was for a long time and so i was just like it's fuck this okay <laughs> they talk slowly got it let's just move along <laughs> so what's the, the the doctor's name the uh the biologist um lacombe like, you're talking about the no, no not the businessman the um the by mariah mariah i think her name is i, I think so God, yeah it's been so long man this thing's well we'll find out yeah, sooner so- or later <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm like oh god so, I, I thought I didn't remember Gage's name. Now it's literally everyone that I don't remember. <laughs> no, I know like like Bill. Bill's the one that took got his eye taken out. Then there's yeah, um, yeah, Lacombe, and then yeah, he's so Bill, Russell. but they keep referring to him as Mister Kumak in this. Yes, as a, yeah. <laughs> like that's where they change the way they refer to people, so it's hard to kind of keep up. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the yeah the same with like, and I think that's what's confusing about Gage too, because they also call, call him Captain. Uh, what's their last name? So yeah, I can freaking Carpenter. Carp. Yeah. yeah. So they call him. You know. Yeah. Whatever. But anyway, so Mariah's like screaming, and we we're watching Gage be down on the ground with his, you know, being taken out, and um, and she's like, "Whatever you want." You can't keep killing us uh, till you get it. And uh, and Foyle's like, we will not be able to judge the truth of that proposition until we test it. And I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Um, but then, like, Lacombe gets, like, he gets re- starts getting really, like, I, I don't know. I don't like the word, like, I don't know, I guess, like, manipulative, maybe? Like, yeah, he starts manipulating because he starts going, like... The first thing he asks about is like, okay, well, hold on, you know, what's this is a dramatic presentation. Um, what is this ingot basically? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it it obsesses anybody who lays eyes on it and foils like if they you know, if they have eyes. And he's like, well, Mister Kumak is halfway towards Bill is halfway towards being free of its influence because he's missing he an eye. An eye yeah. So so um. Lacombe is basically playing the the inquisitor. He's doing he's the businessman. So he's basically like, well, what actually what is going on here? I'm interested, you know, that kind of thing. And he's the one that basically, against everyone else's will, kind of breaks down like I, and, and he ends up saying, I'm a representative of Rococo International. I'm prepared to offer you I'm um, prepared to offer on your discoveries, you know, exclusive license, all materials and findings. You can name your price. And they're like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. He's bargaining. Um, he's, you know, he's yeah. being the businessman. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, he, I mean, 
pretty much, I, I mean, you know, pretty much saves their lives. But like, um, he breaks down that, um, you know, they don't have to let us go. They can simply force Bill to show us the end gut and we'd slaughter, uh, one another. Get it. They've, uh, exactly. Out- they're holding all the us. cards. Yeah. Yep. But they, but they, they have all the cards in their hand and they're, and they've also outnumbered him. So he's like, they don't have side, but they, Never take a wrong step. The harpooner over there just took down Captain Carpenter with one kick. Am I correct in saying you have some other means of orienting yourself in the world, Mr. Foyle? Something beyond sight. He's like, yes, we cannot observe the physical world, but souls resonate at a quite lovely, uh, frequency. Right. So, so that's, that's basically, basically assume. that, that Walkman that they gave Russell, right? Yep. That's basically giving them, him the ability to read souls like they can. Yep. So now he, he can, he's still like human. He's still not dead like they are, you know, like with the, these, or, you know, infested with worms or anything, but they, he now has the ability to do exactly what they do, you know, mm-hmm. and like read souls and all that kind of stuff. But they don't, and I, I like how the entire crew for, for the McReady is like, what the hell are you doing, Lacombe? Like, we don't want to mm-hmm. deal with these people. It's like, no, we kind of have to. <laughs> this, right? We don't have yeah. a choice because they can just pull that thing out and we can just all kill each other right here. And then they would just wait for another rescue. Yep. <laughs> it's like, exactly. that's, that's the position we're in right now. Yeah. And so Gage is still on the ground and he's like, you can hear souls. You can't, you know, you, you're supposed to be the crew of the derelict, but that would make all of you 80 and you don't look older than 40. So what are you? This is where foils like we are one and this like big centipede creature thing crawls out of his mouth and you get um, then the credits page and all that. And then it crawls back into his eye socket uh, and he says, er, and they're all kind of looking on in disgust, okay. except for, except for Lacombe. He's not, he's the only one that's not looking in like disgust or making some sort of emotional face uh, he has an eyebrow raised but he's not we we've seen earlier signs that he's maybe seen crazier things he's, he came prepared man he, he was ex- yeah he's prepared he was expecting this kind of thing so he's like earlier your brother russell asked you know how many of us are there um basically there's 28 of the 32 and they try to say that like you know they don't like to dine on flesh and all that stuff that they don't have to oh yeah uh, because they get big so it, yeah. that's the one question I had though is that okay so they have the big ones in underwater right because they saw that big one and cuz that's what he brought up he brought up that they saw a big one and mm-hmm. um and uh he was like yeah we don't like to dine on flesh too much or else that will happen like they don't mm-hmm. you know they'll just get huge and, and all that kind of stuff um so like if it's all one they're doing that on purpose they got these big ones yeah. underwater but I was like, at first, you know, I was like, because Gage brings it up later, like why they they saw the big one. But I was like, you know, like, oh yeah. So we don't like to dine on flesh. They don't like to do it, but they they purposely did that to certain ones to make them big and be like mm-hmm. a threat, you know? Yeah, and it's like you have a hive mind kind of creature here, mm-hmm. but like he foil says that there's, um, like he says this bag of skin contains several dozen. Uh, and many more swim these waters. Yes. So it's like there are, yeah. So there's a lot crawling in each one, but there's still this hive mind idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The pro, the proteins of this world will make them if they, you know, they eat on flesh. Um, they'll, yeah. they'll get, they'll just get big and bloated and, you know, grow right. too big to actually, to actually like be in these bodies, basically. Yeah. You know, if there was, you know, if they were were trying to not be in humans, or they're trying to be in a whale or something like that, then they'd want to get bigger. 
and yeah. all that. But to be able to take these, be, you know, possess these bodies and everything, they got to stay kind of small. So I wonder what they're eating. That's, it's, it's, uh, it's not mushrooms. <laughs> we know that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Lacombe is basically like, all right, so what can we do for you? And they lay out that, like, they need him to dive. There's a hatch that they get, need to get down to. And it, this hatch basically acts as an escape pod or portal or something for their kind. Um, they can't get down to it. Um, so he's, when they're asking, I'm trying to find the spot where he's like, why don't you do your job? It's like the lifeboat is uh, locked away inside a capsule made of the Stalin, uh, the Stalin geal yes. elements, uh, not found in your limited periodic table. A low charge courses through the outer shell. It would basically kill all of them, but it would be harmless to humans. Um, so dude, my, my head exploded when I read that. <laughs> Yeah. And put in context for me again. What was because the, the Stalin Jill, they talked about that before. No, they didn't. That that's from the dollhouse family. Oh, dude. Fuck, dude. <laughs> that is the metal from the dollhouse family that could kill cloaks. You're fucking kidding me. Oh, no, my God. Dude, my, dude. <laughs> I was like just like, totally... oh, yeah, they talked about this in an earlier issue. But what dude? My, like, I, like, I messaged you, like, I was like, I don't want to spoil it for you, but my brain just exploded all over the place, and we just had to call, call it, call in the carpet cleaning. <laughs> to clean you it did. Up. Like, you I was did. like, because this is something I was looking for this entire time, was like some kind of connection between all these books. <sighs> Fuck. Dude. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's incredible, man. So that is, uh, is so. That was it. That's the metal that was made. Uh, that made the spear, right? The spear that. Uh, what was the name of that the uh, the angel's name? Uh, dude, I don't remember. Oh, man, we're doing really <laughs> bad with names tonight. Oh God, it's it's been a fall. It's been a day. It's been a couple of days. Actually, <laughs> it, and, uh, yeah. it fell down to earth. That fell down to earth with cloaks, and it shattered all yeah. over Ireland. But it's the one thing that can hurt cloaks is this yeah. stalling you. So did they fall down to earth with them? Gotta be. I mean, right? it has to be a part of cloaks. This has something to do with cloaks. Yeah. Because it's like, if, if they can't get through there, then, so let's just say, low charge courses through the outer shell of this Stalin Jill. And it is harmless to you, fatal to us. Even in these coats of human skin, we cannot approach. But when you open the hatch, the circuit will be broken and we may enter and trouble you no more. And this is where they're like, you know, what happened to, you know, the captain of the derelict? And they're like, well, we misjudged her. You yeah. know, she objected violently to us, but they said that they let her go. Yeah, they let her go, but she um, just wasn't rescued and died and died in her boat, which we boat. saw in that, I think, that last issue, mm-hmm. which is think, where that started out. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, the, but she also had that note, too, with like the the um, the what is, you know, the hello upside down and numbers and everything like that. So I don't know if she yep. was that something weird going on there that I don't know if she was got infected later or something, or I don't know. Oh, I feel like they probably killed her. Yeah. And sent her. Probably, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, um, I feel like the numbers being in the names and all that stuff. And then that note being there has something to do with trying, it. Trying, all that. Yeah. Trying to hide that. Even if you do this for us, we're going to kill you kind of thing. Yeah. Um, or I, I don't know, maybe, you know, if they pushed back, 
this is what happens because that's what they're basically saying. They made an example, but they're lying about letting. I mean, I guess they said they're lying about letting her go because they did. They they pushed her out on her lifeboat. Right. They, she left. Uh, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happened. Um, oh, she said she begged to be yeah. set adrift in her draft. We let her go to prove our willingness to negotiate rationally. They so let they her go from go. life is what they did. They yeah, did. <laughs> yeah. So you've got um, uh, what's his Clark. name? Uh, Gate. Clark. Clark, yeah. So he's yeah, we've heard your offer. Here's our counter proposal. Go fuck yourself. It's not happening. And then you get the doctor. He's like, yeah, that's right. Gage, we give them what they want. They'll kill us anyways. And, and then they actually yeah. like, those guys come up from behind them and they make Clark and the doctor kneel down. Sorry, somebody invade your room there. Uh, no, no, uh, I'm good. Oh, okay. Uh-uh. I thought, I thought you just said get out. <laughs> Uh-uh, I didn't say anything. Oh, you did? <laughs> <That's> terrifying. <laughs> Dude, what? I heard somebody say- I hope that's on the recording. I heard somebody go, get out. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. I thought maybe the dog walked into the room or something like that. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I gotta listen. I can't wait to listen back on this, dude. I don't know. Okay, this is at the right around the 22 minute mark. Yeah. So uh, I'll send it to you before I release it. <laughs> if there's something crazy there, man. Really? That's weird. All right. Uh, so, but yeah, so they make, they make Clark and the, the doctor guy kneel down. And, uh, so he's like, uh, what's his name there? The freaking, the lead guy. He, he tells him bravely spoken Clark Carpenter, Thomas Bosley. But murder is not on the menu. Why kill what we can so easily use? So they're going to like, you know, take them over, kill them and, and take mm-hmm. them over as, you know, one of them. And I, I really like this part because Thomas, the, the doctor guy, he's like, you know, he looks at Gage. He's like, I thank you for, for giving me a chance. I, you know, as a, as an old drunk for giving me a job. And, um, I always tried to do the best for you. Oh, and my primarily report on Martin Brimley is on your bunk. Okay. And that's the other, the, the last guy who died and everything that they, he did an autopsy on. And, and so they, like, they go up to their faces and, and they like the, the worms come out of their mouth and they go onto their heads. One goes right into Clark's mouth mm-hmm. and another one goes right onto Thomas's forehead and they're just like freaking out. Clark's choking. Yeah. And then the, the one of them goes right into Thomas's eye and just blood goes everywhere. And then Clark's able to out sp- other eye. spit his out. But before that, hold on. Before that, there's a part where Clark says that he shit his pants, right? And like, That's right. Like he's way like, before this. Like he's like, all right. He's he way before this. He's talking to him. He's he's spitting at them. Yeah. Welcome to Earth, freaks. If you're looking for some crude proteins to snack on, I just shit my pants. You're welcome to help help yourselves. And this happened like way before. Right. So when they said that he got at, he got, you know, that he got denied because he was unclean. I was like, whoa, he actually shit his pants. He wasn't kidding, but that's not the case. We found out later right. why he was quote unquote unclean. So he, so Thomas, <laughs> Thomas gets like infected, like he's dead yeah. and he's, he's now in control being controlled by, by the worms and everything. And Clark is like spitting up all this gross green stuff and everything. Cause, and he's, he's freaking out. Um, but, uh, it's, it's great too, because Clark doesn't takes a while for, for Gage to realize that Thomas isn't himself. Mm -hmm. And, um, because, you know, Thomas is talking and he says, Thomas Bosley, who killed his sister driving her home from school while he was drunk and who became a nurse to atone does not address you, Gage Carpenter. You are still speaking. And then the freaking the the leader finishes the sentence to us. 
Yeah. So you could see that. But then, but Gage is even like, Thomas, man, talk to me, dude. And like, and he has to like, tell him I'm not him anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like he doesn't want to yeah. believe, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, but yeah. And, they, but and then, like they might even talk, even though they're like a hive mind and like a hive voice, they, they might even talk like the people, you know? Same voice box, right? They if they're using the voice box, it would be the same voice, right? Yeah. Cause he says, your brother has made himself unclean, alas, for the moment. Um, he is unsuitable. He's an unsuitable host. And that's where Gage is like, Bosley talked to me. Yeah. It was like, clearly he didn't recognize that it wasn't him talking. So yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so Lacone goes back into uh, business mode. And it's like, look, you promised us time, 24 hours. We're going to go back and we're going to, you know, examine the oil, explore the quantities of your other gifts. Not like we're going anywhere. It's like, you have a day, no more. So, um, yeah, they had, because they worked out a deal already about like having to, like to examine the oil and examine Mm -hmm. like specimens and all that kind of stuff. So that deal was already set in place. Um, so they're going to go off and actually go ahead and do that. To actually, you mm-hmm. know, examine all the stuff and then decide if they're actually gonna to help them leave. Um, right. So, yeah. So they take off in their lifeboat back to their ship, and they're like, "What the fuck are we gonna do?" You know, we we could run for the coast of Russia and all that stuff. And they're like, "No, they let us see one of those underwater worms for a purpose, like yeah. for a reason. There's a reason they let us see one of those." That's you know? exactly why they're there. That's why they let them feed too much. Yep. <laughs> To, so they could have those uh, huge underwater ones to, cause, I mean, who knows how many rescues there's been or how many, pl- how many ships right. have found them and they didn't want to play along either. So they just destroyed them or took them over, you know, and that's, they, they let them see that big one to say, Hey, you go anywhere. You're getting, you're going to die. You can't leave yeah. here. We're, this thing's going to come after you and sink your ship and eat you. Mm-hmm. So that it, it's yeah. down there and down there on purpose. Strategery, as (laughs) Bush said. Yeah, absolutely. And so this is where they kind of lay out on their way back to the boat. Like Gage is like, well, why didn't they, you know, what, why did Clark's body reject the worm? And so Russell is like, you know, um, the tea, you know, if he, you know, they drank the tea, we all drank it, us guys and Mariah too. Um, and so I guess the doctor and Gage were the only ones that didn't. (laughs) Um, And so looking you know, like, let me know when you, of, when you brew that again, Clark. But the thing is like, too, is like, um, yeah. Mariah asked Russell if he's all right. And he's like, I don't think I'm ever going to be all right ever again. Yeah. My head feels sick. Like, this, this thing, is, it's like, is yeah, it's, it's like being a hundred feet underwater without air and trying to swim to the surface. Only you're drowning in other people's thoughts. And he's right. just looking at it. He's just holding it, looking down and he's just not right. <laughs> you know, the poor guy. But yeah, the, I mean, that mushroom tea. I, I'd like to believe it's the same mushrooms from Lolo Woods, but I hope he wouldn't make a tea out of blue mushrooms. Blue glowing <laughs> yeah. mushrooms. If you think he'd be like, I need to stay away from those ones. Yeah. But either way, <laughs> mushrooms, it's still like, especially with the Stalin Jill, it's like, damn, we got two connective tissues there though. Yeah. You know, <laughs> even just didn't theme alone, but then in one, yeah, that's fucking nuts. Dude, still blowing my mind. Um, so. I mean, what's going on in this scene? Is this anything we need to really go over? They're just kind of like basically talking about what can we do? How can we get out of here? There's not really much we can do. I don't know, you know. Um, and so. Well, I mean, there's like, there is a cool part where it's like, you know, they're saying that Gage's favorite part of the Titanic was when everybody died. 
yeah, because he's talking about how he would go to. Yeah. They're like, well, he would just go down with the ship. That's all he wants to go down. He'll die happy going down with yeah. the ship. Like, um, Clark, man, like I just like I'm looking at. Him, he's just laying there. His throat's got to hurt, man. Oh, got to. It was like all stretched out in the one scene where God, the he's got to be like. Um, it was like crawly, like legs. Just, yeah, no. I was surprised he wasn't like spitting out blood, yeah. but he's like, you know, you might want to ask Lacombe what page he's on. So you have Lacombe taking uh, Bill's x-ray of his hand where he's holding the end gun. Oh, yeah. And Bill, Bill's yeah. like, what's it look like? And, and Lacombe's like, because he got x-ray of his hand and everything with the ingot in it. He's like, what's it look like? And Lacombe's like, I don't know. You tell me. You saw it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you can't really yeah. tell. It just looks like a rock in the, in the x-ray. Um, and he says it's like ice water when you're sick with thirst. Like the last glass of ice water in the world that gets close doesn't even it, that gets close but doesn't quite cover it. I wouldn't kill a child to keep it. I would have killed a child to keep it. I would have killed my own child. So what did it look like in the rex, X-ray? And he's like, it just looked like a rock. And the, and then he actually even asks, um, what uh, what um, Russell because Russell got an X-ray and on mm-hmm. his head to see what the hell is going on with his brain. Um, and, uh, it, I guess it just like cerebral trauma is basically what it just mm-hmm. looks like. So, um, and then Gage comes up and asks, asks what's going on, if, if he's going to recover and everything. And he's like, I, I think he might. Um, and, uh, and he asks if he, if he's had a chance to examine the oil and he says, well, I mean, it's basically, it's like, it's a, it's a metallic, it's, it's a, a stable version of metallic hydrogen. Um, and, and, Gage is like, is that rare? And he's like, well, there's plenty on the oceans of Jupiter, but you won't find any on Earth except in this bottle. It's basically, it's a, it's an atomic bomb. It's a nuclear warhead in a tube, this little tiny tube of liquid. And, uh, so he's like, Gage is like, well, maybe don't not drop it. And he's like, ah, it's too stable to, you know, if you drop it, it's not going to blow up. But if you blow it up with another bomb, just like a regular bomb, mm-hmm. then it's going to blow up like that. It's, it's pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. But why would you do that if it could power half a million homes for half a million years? And, and Mariah's like, well, bet you that'd be worth a lot to an oil company. And I was thinking it, it would be worth a lot to them to destroy it. <laughs> Yeah, because like, I mean, yeah, you could sell that thing for a hell of a lot of money, but you'd make a hell of a lot more by pumping out oil. So I I was like, "Eh." exactly. It's like, it's like creating a pill that makes nobody ever get sick again. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, well, goodbye doctors and hospitals. You know, it's like that same idea of like, right. Well, everyone's healthy now. So you just uh, complete an industry is completely made, you know. Pointless, useless. Right. So, exactly. like, so I was like, ah, I mean, you could sell. I mean, you could sell that for a shit ton of money, <laughs> billions and billions mm-hmm. and billions of dollars. But um, it's probably in their best interest for a continued business, not one-time yeah. business with cities, mm-hmm. you know. But whatever. Um, but yeah, she's like, you know, men are men are dead, but uh, still give those. You still go the things that they. You would still give those things what they want, isn't that right, right, Mister Lacombe? And he's like, well, men die from for the price of gasoline every day just to keep it down for a few dollars. Do you know how many more, many wars have been fought over, over oil? And she's like, well, how many, t- how many wars have Rococo finance financed themselves? Mm-hmm. Um, but he says the Islanders want to leave this earth and we want them to go. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you do. I mean, this doesn't have yep. to be a zero sum contest. We all stand to benefit here. And I mean, he's right. Just like, just, yeah, yeah. Even if you're gonna die in the end, let them go. Like for the greater good, get them the hell out mm-hmm. of there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah, yeah, you might be in this situation when you might die yourself. They might decide to kill you, but you're saving the entire earth or the next people that come. 
you know, it just yeah. makes sense to me. But, um, and then Gage is like, you know, they're full of worms, but you are, you, you're one Lacombe. Lacombe. And I love this part. Mm-hmm. I love this is, this is great. Um, so they continue to, you know, talk back and forth and everything. And, uh, and the, yeah, Lacombe says they hold all the cards. Therefore they have no reason to lie. I think it's safe to say we understand each other. And Gage is like, I don't, I don't, but we don't need to wonder why they might not be telling us. We can just ask. And he turns around and he opens up a body bag and he grabs one of these guys like this, what's supposed to be a dead body, but it's clearly infected by these worms. And he starts like, put, mm-hmm. puts him in the chokehold. He's like, sit up, you creepy motherfucker. Time to talk. And it's like, and, and that's it. Oh, wait, no, that's not it, actually. Because now we There's have one more page, but it's all in Russian. So page. I don't know what's going on. All in Russian. And I swear, I wanted to look back. I think this is, it looks like the same freaking thing from the first issue, just with different in a, like it's in Russia and it's, you know, Russian and with Russian translation and all that. I think it's from like the same, the first issue, just with different characters. And I want to mm, check it out. Hang on one sec. I'll go look. Let me go get my copy real quick. Okay. It's right. Just one sec. Because remember when the tidal wave came? And I think it's almost the exact same thing. But I'm probably wrong. I always am. Dude. Yeah. It's very similar, man. Right. Uh, What are they? I mean, it is a different situation because it's like it's like these Russian guys. I don't know. Where, we'll just have to wait and find out because it's like these guys – Setting down, looking at a, at a, um, fucking, you know, a screen, looking at like a map and charts and stuff and some kind of a, some, some sort of problem happens. And one of the guys is yelling at the other one in Russian <laughs> and I don't know what it says. So, yeah. uh, but, uh, I guess that's the, that's the cliffhanger. So is there uh, another tidal wave coming? I mean, maybe so. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, uh, maybe so. Yeah. Well, hang on actually. We still don't know where that we still don't know where the tidal wave came from either. Yeah, maybe these guys have something to do with it. Maybe they're controlling it. Um, This is all third of October. We move ahead to fourth of October. Uh, Sixth of October, I think, is where everything else is kind of taking place. Um, You know what? I just I just had an idea though. Maybe so. So if they if they crash down with with cloaks and the other guy and all that, but there's their escape pod or whatever. didn't come. I don't know. With like, maybe the whole thing that they're trying to get to was the thing that crashed down and created the tidal wave. Ah, I don't know, man. Hmm. Something. Oh, I, maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Like, man. It, 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 it like landed deep in the water. Yeah. But, like, but then it's like, how did these things get out? You know, if they, if they couldn't, if they couldn't get past the Stalin deal. Yeah. It's like, how would they get out? I don't know. That's interesting, man. Uh, Something had to create that yeah. tidal wave from the beginning, and I don't know, man. Right. But if it's like a, a if it was maybe this sent is like for them specifically to escape, why would it have that on it if they can't get through? <sighs> yeah, this is like some sort of military base too. It's like you see a helicopter and there's a bunch of satellites, so you think it might have something to do with like some sort of outer space. I'm like looking at. These screens trying to make, I'm like zooming in on these screens, like trying to figure out what it is they're looking at, but I don't know. I mean, 
I hope it's translated later. I mean, you know, they went out of their way to be like Russian translation they by hired whatever. A guy so it's like to translate to Russian. Yeah. Clearly not bullshit. Like yeah. it, it, it means something. I just, you know, uh, well, well, maybe we'll find out later, but, um, either way, dude, shit. Hold on. I know people from all across the world. Hold on. Anybody? Yes. Yeah, so you're going to send them this page oh, and just I'm see. Just be like, can anybody? We'll see what happens. Actually, you're gonna get a, a, a tweet back from Trump. <laughs> I read Russian. I, I do it better than anyone. Listen, the people. Listen, the people. Nobody knows it better than me. Believe nobody me. Nobody knows Russian better than I do. And pencil, you. I see you pencil over there, Mr. John, Congressman oh, Pete. Dude, hey man, finally the guy finally <laughs> said today to you can wear mask. It's okay. Finally, Vice President <laughs> said he was like, "Yeah, guys, wear masks. Like, really, dude? We got so many masks. <laughs> All the masks are coming to you. We've had them in the White House the whole time. It's not my Bible. It's a Bible. <laughs> All right, <laughs> um, that's enough of that. Uh, <laughs> but it's so easy. It is. Um, man, shit. I mean, what a great issue, though, man. Wow. I mean, and just again, what a great like Stalingil thing. That's the thing. Like, that's why I love doing this and covering these books on here because it's like I would have just been surprised being like, oh yeah, they talked about that in a further in, in an issue before, so I'll just figure it out in the next issue. Right? Like, <laughs> I would never remember. Like, wait, wait, that's from the Dollhouse. Like, that would have never hit my mind. You know, like. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm literally, I'm just like reading Everyone it. And I'm was, like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. And it was like, it just that Stalin deal. And I was like, oh shit. Finally, finally we get some kind of connection. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Love right. it. Let's get another one. <laughs> oh, what's the date of the next one? That next one coming out. It's, it would be plunge five. Yeah. It's right. not coming out for a while though. Obviously a month. Let's see what it says. Um, so yeah, so I actually, all right. So like I was saying before, creep factor. So here's oh, yeah. my, end of July. Yeah. my bits Sorry, go ahead. at, you know what? And for weirdsciencedccomics.com, the award winning weirdsciencedccomics.com, which oh, yeah. I do the reviews yeah. for the Hill House comics for my bits and pieces, which is kind of like just like round up a thing that goes on, you know, all the other, you know, the roundup stuff and everything. I said, the art is so good and his creep factor is excellent. Like I said earlier, but the creep factor isn't just visual. There's a lot of great work put in this with excellent characters with its distinct voices and plot roles, well-written dialogue and a captivating story. This continues to be an outstanding book in every single way. And the tie into another Hill House comic blew my mind. I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. God damn, dude. 9.5. Cause every, like, I mean, <laughs> I, I, it's so hard to give a 10 out of 10. I think the, the only 10 out of 10 I've given is like Tomasi's first book on detective. Um, damn. Yeah. I mean, we're freaking, see, I'm not, we're really bad with names. What's her name? The, 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 his, his doctor friend there that helped raise him, the woman. Tom Tompkins. Leslie? Remember we thought yeah. she was, she died. Right, because it was a really good, effective oh moment that they then like were like, no, nah, it was just a dream. Yeah, yeah, I know that <laughs> issue was like you perfect. Assholes. That issue you could not improve on that issue anymore, and that's the yeah. only ten out of ten I've made. I'm really like, I just I, I remember reading. Oof, I remember reading that, and I was I text Jordan. Uh, I was like, dude, have you read Detective oh. yet? With Tomasi? 
Uh, and he was like, no, I was like, holy shit. And we were like, oh my God, this is crazy. <laughs> like, wow, there's actual stakes here, but yeah. Yeah. And I think, anyway. I think that point five is just because of the dot, dot, dots annoy me. That would be it. It would be 10 out of 10 <laughs> if that didn't annoy the crap out of me. It's like I said, yeah. the art is so freaking good. Like I'm looking at that page right yeah. now where they're all reacting to the worms coming out of his eyes. Yeah. So freaking good. Oh yeah. Love yeah. it. And I'll Paul Giamatti Lacombe, uh, just with just the with, eyebrow like, like oh, oh, interesting. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Oh, no, this the, is what I was expecting. The, the wheels are turning. What do I, oh, what yeah. do I say next? How do yeah. I sell myself? He's a businessman, man. Oh, yeah. What you always try to do is sell yourself. And that's what he's thinking. Oh yeah. What's my next move? He's doing it. <laughs> How do <laughs> so, I get out of here alive? Yep. Yeah. So good. Um, I'm going to go grab something real quick before we move on to the next book. Uh, giggity. And I'm actually going to go pee real Sweet. quick too. So I'm going to mute my mic and then I will be right back. All right. Oh boy. All right. I got somebody who can read Russian. No yeah. fucking I mean, way. I, I, Give it to I'm me. I'm in like, I, I, so they said I can. So I just literally, before you came on, like the second poor sent it over and said, if you could translate it. So hopefully by the end, we get a translation of that last page. Damn. I got like communities, man, that I'm in that heathen communities, wine communities, all sorts of crazy shit. So <laughs> <laughs> I got all kind of communities. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So what I, what I had to go get, right, is my last beer for the foreseeable future. So here it goes. Hey, oh, cheers. cheers. Dude, cheers. we got what is uh, it? So it's, it's just Miller Lite. That's all it is. So. Hmm. Our dog is an anxious mess, especially he got attacked by another dog. And, um, wow. yeah, and he's only a year and a half old, right? And he's like, so he's like, he's a big dog. He's 65 pounds, but he's lean because he's young and everything. So he's able to avoid getting hurt, you know, by jumping. He looked like a gazelle, like just trying to dodge wow. this other dog. They said the dog was a pit bull. Yeah. It was all pure muscle. And so he's been just like an anxious mess. So the, the, uh, the vet was like, you know, just, just take him out and just jog with him. We're like, jog with him. He's, she's like, yeah, he needs to get energy. He's an energetic dog. He needs to get, he needs to get that energy out. So if you go out and just jog with him for, you know, once a day, and I was like, you know what? That's, that's perfect. Cause I've been, I put on that 10 pounds pandemic thing, even though I've been working this whole time oh, yeah. and I'm only five foot five, man. So 10 pounds is a lot for me. I, you, it's noticeable. I was working out before that and everything. And, you know, and, the, yeah, I got you. and then, you know, when the whole pandemic thing, thing that ended and then the beer came back in and I'm just like, Oh God, belly's coming back and everything. <laughs> so now I'm going to wake up at like six o'clock in the morning, going out with the dog jogging, no more beer, none of that crap. And then I'm going to start doing my, you know, nightly workouts again and stuff like that. So last beer for a while. Cheers. Oh yeah, man. Cheers, buddy. <sighs> Cheers to Ollie. Poor guy. Oh yeah. yeah. Damn. Get better, Ollie. Bolly. He's he is named after Green Arrow, by the way. Nice. <laughs> I like it. All right. Um, well, dude. All right, man. Well, we're closing out one more series from Hill House Comics, and it's Lola Woods. Mm-hmm. It is issue six. Um, we'll do the credits here when we get to the end, but we pick up kind of where we left off and we get them, you know, before we left L&V. off, actually. It's one of the, it's one of those things where it's kind of like it, it's a little bit of a repeat, which we haven't really seen from any of these. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, we kind of get the same scene, I guess, yeah. is more what I meant that we had when yeah. closed, but a little bit different perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get them leaving the house. They're on their bike. Um, and they head up to, sir, excuse me. Um, they head up earth. to the, uh, heaven, on he- earth. heaven on earth. Yep. The abandoned resort. And they get there and, um, Octavia is there, well, like sitting you know, at the pool. Octavia is, is V. That's Jessica. Oh wait, Jessica. Yeah. Sorry. I'm like looking at the panel, but yeah, Jessica is, is sitting there and she's like all out of sorts. Um, she's by the pool. Is the water, is the water that's in the pool the same shit? Like, ah, God, I want to know what the hell's going on with this water, man. It's driving me crazy. I, I don't know. She and... turns around. Her lips are like parched. Like there's, they're like, you know, they, they look very yeah, she dry looks... or like, I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah. Um, very. And then they look back and there's like the fire and there's the guy sitting around drinking beer. And the one guy that was at the, the, um, at the theater that was, you know, acting Josh. all creepy. He's now like, stay hydrated, girl. Um, I love it. Cause she's like, cause, cause I mean, V is pissed, obviously. Cause I mean, this is a girlfriend yeah. and she's like, oh shit. So, you know, and, and Jessica's like, Octavia, what are you doing here? I can't. And I was like, V, look, and she points over, and that's when they see all the guys just, you know, around around yeah. the fire and everything. And then V just marches right up to them, and Josh is like, "Stay hydrated, girl." And she says, "Is she, like, you know, thinking almost like a, like a journal kind of thing, like you know, writing down like what happened." Yeah. And she's like, "When I punched him, there was a liquid crunch, like I'd struck something half rotten. I'll never forget how small he looked, how it felt like I clasped if I clasped clasped his body in my hands." It would collapse under my strength. Uh, yeah. Pusfield, is that what it is? I'm trying to zoom in and be like, see, what does that say? I don't know. So, yeah. Pusfield chambers oozing and bursting until I reach some kind of horrible center, a burning solid core. And she's, she's just beating, beating the shit out of him. Wailing. Yeah. And he's yeah. being super creepy. And, and the thing is, is like, yeah. what the freaking hell happened? Because they never, they, before this, I mean, even they even referenced that he was actually kind of a good guy. And all of a sudden he kind of just started turning creepy on them, you know, and when this yeah. whole thing happened, obviously, but then he, he brings up like the, the whole movie theater thing. He's like, you didn't yep. fight me back then, you know? And she's like, what? When I told you what was in the cup, you begged for it. And she's like, shut up. And he's like this. Mm-hmm. And he makes a motion to like, you know, chugging something. And she's like, no. And he's like, you drank deeply. It's like, what the freaking hell happened? Ah, <laughs> like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, Jesus. Frustrating. Yeah. They've, it, and it's like what you're saying about the, the water. Like they've discovered the oh, water yeah. and they're going to, they're going to kind of talk about it later. Mm-hmm. Um, too, but that's kind of what's happened. It's like these teenage boys, I guess at a certain age, you know, they've discovered this and the effects of it. And it, you know, there's implications with what, with what happened there to Jessica, uh, before, you know, VNL got there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. That's just it seems like business as usual. Well, then you have these men. Well, you hear first. The, first, you hear the them. You hear them. They go. You hear the shh, yeah. shh, shh, shh from the woods, yeah. and then they come out. And it's like the skinless men, and they're dragging the deer woman out. Like she's like injured and everything. And they're dragging him, dragging her out of the woods where she like recently just mauled a bunch of them. You know, so this is some kind of like battle that they're just constantly going through, you know, yeah. it's like it, it, yeah. sometimes it's a win, sometimes it's a loss and all that kind of stuff. And one, just, one of them just yeah. like, it's almost like slices with his nails, the back of, of L and she just goes down. Yeah. 
and you can see actually yep. she goes down next to one the, next to the deer lady and the deer lady she's actually crying and and Elle's looking at her and um and you know they're just laying there on the ground next to each other and V gets up and she's like fuck you and she starts picking up these bricks on yeah. the ground and starts throwing them at the skinless guys yeah man it's great she's just throwing bricks yeah. and everything um and and yep. then like you know the you see you see the the um the deer lady and she looks up and not up but over at a point like up to her <laughs> you know into the woods yeah and V's like what it's it's trying to tell me something and it looks at her and it looks back over again and she sees the mushrooms the uh-huh. blue the blue glowing mushrooms sun caps the sun caps yeah. so she goes up and she takes one of them she takes it and she eats it and she's like okay here we go and i love this the splash oh. yeah that's fucking crazy man it's a great page man oh it is that's a great damn page it's like all the arms of all of the women, like basically like reaching into her brain, reaching down to but her. Not only that, because it's it's a you got the popcorn, right from yep. from the movie theater. But also, I remember you saying that you know, like L's was or V's was more like a sensual thing in her memory, yeah, thing like that. And that is almost like a combination of the two of them. Yeah, you know, it's it's. I mean, it's yeah. it's L. And, you know, retrieving those memories and everything, but it's almost a combination of the two because V's was more about the fun and the popcorn, the soda. Right. And, yeah, and yeah. V's was more like a sensual thing with the hands and, and all that. And it's kind of like almost like a, a combination of the two from that, that one, right. Yeah. One thing. So I thought, I loved Absolutely. that. I thought it was great. It's yeah. a great page. And then she stands up and she's like, Hey, motherfuckers. <laughs> and she throws that brick, hits one in the face and knocks it out. And, um, Oh, she's making I mean, a stand, what, dude. Like, look at her. She's just like, come get me. <laughs> straight up. And then Jessica's up and she's just kind of like, Freaking, like gibberish. Yeah. Excuse me. And she kind of like slaps her out of it. She's like, she really sla- I love the slap. It actually like, it has like, like a starburst like, around yeah. her hand as she's yeah. slapping her and it's a slap. <laughs> uh-huh. I love it. It's great. That's awesome. And then she's like, do you want to remember? She's like, what? She's like, the thing you forgot. Do you want to remember? She's like, yeah. So she makes her eat one of the pills and like Jessica's eyes just burst open and she fucking turns in to a sinkhole. Like from her, like, like her mother, like her waist down. It's yeah. like, it's, and it's a lot of symbolism there. You saw it with like her mom and stuff too, but it's just like it, she opens up into a sinkhole and all, you know, a lot of these guys fall in and these skinless men fall in. She's in a lot of pain too. You can tell she's just. It, she is like she looks like she is just like in yeah. agony. Yeah, and and it's like that's that's the sort of reaction that her agony has, and it opens up, and they all fall in, and then it closes back up, and she's fine. Though. Yeah, well, it's, so you didn't have that with her mom. You know what I mean? Like they shared they shared that. Excuse me, one sec. Oh, sorry, I had to sneeze. Uh, got the COVID on me. No, but um, v, no, but she v, v V is telling this right. I think the yeah. D is the yeah, for yeah. this one because I know it kind of switches off here and there for whoever's in each issue and stuff. And she's like, I never heard anyone scream like that. And I haven't since that night. It was grief and rage and something bigger, older, prim- primordial. Like the earth itself had been waiting to cry out since creation. And you just see like this huge sinkhole coming out from her and the skinless men are falling in. Josh falls in. The other kids are running away. Apparently they get sucked in too. And then just closes back yeah. up, 
and then she just gets up and then and yeah, yeah and, and V runs over and she's like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And she has to ask L, how did you know? And she's like, well, the deer woman, she, she, and they look and the, you see a trail of blood going off into the woods. So the deer lady just went away. She got away and they leave the woods and they, they go to the hospital to get, get Jessica help. And it's, um, sorry. Yeah. I mean, here. but no, no, but go no, for like, but it. yeah, v, I mean, V and Jessica there. So V is with, with Jessica in the hospital. You know, she's getting hydrated. She's got the IV up and everything. And, and she says, and the narration says, it isn't that no one believed us. It's worse than that. And you see L talking to a cop and then L yep. yelling at the cop <laughs> because, you know, it's obviously what well, they'll, you'll find out as they knew, they knew yeah. there was talk about the missing boys, how they'd been careless. The lesson, the lesson was not don't do what they did. It was don't get caught. And you see them yep. walking Jessica out after she's been released and everything. Um, and they start picking the mushrooms. It shows them start picking the mushrooms and it take, they, they take it to the witch, <clears throat> the little witch, and they start making these yep. potions. So, if yep. you, and they start giving it to the women around town. If you want to remember what you've forgotten, eat me. So it's, it is basically the mushrooms, right? If you forget, if you, to forget what you've forgotten, just to like, just to forget that you forgot something, then you need yeah. to drink the potion. There's a special potion that yeah. you need to make. So you forget that you forgot something. Um, that, you know, yeah. like, oh my God, I woke, I, all of a sudden I woke up in a parking lot of a church. Like you will forget that that ever happened. Right. Right. So. And they tie them both together and start leaving them around. So they leave them on like a doorstep on a park bench and then like at a, their English teacher's desk mm -hmm. and he's, he's, on all the church pews and church like, pews, yeah, yeah. And, and all over the place. And even like, this Her is mom. one of the things too, is that the, like the bunny. You got the bunny, like this bunny just walks up. It's yeah. weird because like, I was like, why didn't the bunny do this before? Like, some chose, yeah, I was like, some, some chose to remember. And like, you have like a couple consoling each mm -hmm. other. And then you have the bunny, the bunny, which they talked about before. And just like coming up to it and like is then turned back into so what, a woman. So are the mushrooms now. And she's like naked in a graveyard. Yeah. You no. Know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the bunny eats it and now it's, it turns all of a sudden, poof, it's a woman naked in a graveyard. Yeah. But like, are these, are they growing more now? Are they more abundant around this place now? Cause like the bunny could have done that before, or maybe the bunny is aware now aware that if I eat one of these, just because of everything that's happening around the town. No, you know, that's probably what that's happened. That's what happened. Cause the like bunnies they are growing. They are, but you know what? The, those bunnies have been running around all over the place. They're fully aware of what's going around in the town and all that. And they, they've been, they've been falling V. They've been following L. They've been following everybody in the town, chasing around and all that kind of stuff. They'd be fully aware of what's going on, and they would see what's going on with these bottles and everything and understand. So makes sense that a bunny would walk up and just be like, you know what? One of these bunnies would be like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna remember and eat one of those mushrooms because they've been they've been right. hunting people basically. They've they've caused accidents in this book, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's great because it shows like, it, I mean, some people like, I, I don't know if even myself, I don't know if I'd want to remember or forget, you know what I mean? That's a, that's a tough decision and you have people making those decisions and even, con even dealing it with it with their significant other. 
So, I mean, you have some chose to remember and you have, you know, this, this girl, you know, being consoled by her husband or boyfriend or whatever with the dog looking on, she chose to remember. And then you have some chose to forget and somebody, you know, there's somebody just, just like crying there and on the couch choosing to forget and, you know, spilling it. And then there's like, you know, a lesbian couple and looks like the other person is like arguing with them that they, you know, why wouldn't you, why would you dump this? Or, you know, why wouldn't you take this? It's a, it's a tough decision. It's a really tough right. decision. And V's going through it. She, she doesn't know if she wants to remember or forget. And even like you, they even gave it to, they left it out for the dear lady and she chose to just leave it alone. Yeah. She ran off. She just knocked those over. She knocked them over with her nose and she walked off. She's going to continue to be a fucking badass. <laughs> yeah. Basically. And, yeah. and, and it continues. Like you got people just dumping, dumping it down the sink and all that. And, and, and they uh -huh. say that the people say you can't tell the difference between a woman who woke up and a, who, a woman who didn't, but they're full of shit. Elle said she was glad that she remembered. She said it was like hearing a tiny little ringing in your ear that suddenly goes silent. And it shows them, you know, in class and all these different shots of them and these women walk around and all that. And, and, and one of the, the quotes that they've used throughout this entire thing is bells to rest. They've said that the entire time, yeah. uh, and all that. I guess the question is, can I get used to the sound? Um, you know, it, it's, yeah, I mean that's it, it's pretty profound when you when you think about you know the yeah. whole bells thing and the ringing of you forgot something you know there's there's something right. something happened that you can't remember it's constant and um, do you want to put it to rest um, and or if you if you uh, if you don't then can you get used to the sound of them ringing for your entire life. Um, and then right. we found out that, that L, that V was actually accepted to the college that she wanted to get to. And it shows, you know, yeah. V being excited. It has, what was the name of the dog? Ah, I can't remember the dog. The dog's uh, name Precious. I don't remember. Or yeah. something like that. I can't remember uh, the name of the dog. <laughs> Dang. I can't remember the dog. The dog's all excited and all that and, and everything. And, and then you have this moment where they're in, I think that is L's room. That usually smells like pussy. Yeah. And, um, no. no, that's V's room because the hamster's there. That's V's room because no, because okay, yeah, yeah. the rat cage and everything. So they're in V's room. Um, and, and V's trying to make the decision which one she wants to take. And so she makes up her mind and, um, she chooses one and you have a silhouette of her taking one and it doesn't show you which one. Um, and then it shows the two of them laying in bed. Just like they're actually spooning each other, and uh, uh -huh. and and Elle says the bells are ringing, and I love you, V. And and Elle are uh, and and V says the lambs are bleeding. I love you too. And you see that you know the rat on the floor sniffing the sneakers, and then it goes down to the basement where there's you know boxes that says photos and baby's clothes and all that, and goes further down into the ground. You see the roots of the plants. And it goes further down and you have all these monsters in the caves. Yeah. Like freaking like all these crazy like freaking like eight eyed beasts and like demons oh. and like 
like the skinless creatures, and spiders, spiders and yeah. centipedes. And oh, like, hello, what the hell's going on down there? There's a lot more going and down there than we knew. A bunch of creatures coming out of it. Holy Lava. shit! Holy shit! Some kind of a weird shaman and all these people like working, and it's just like. What the fuck oh, does man, this mean? Like, yeah, this what is an evil name? <laughs> I don't know. You got ladders going on there. Oh. There's all sorts of crazy shit going on down there, dude. Like, so does this mean that she chose to forget the hell underneath her to just leave it all behind? Basically, is that what this is supposed to represent? It's, that, it's, that she took the one that makes her forget. It's left up to your own interpretation, I think, because it doesn't show you which one she wants, and I think it's supposed to be that way. Um, just yeah. like, you know, wh whatever you think, whatever you think she would do, you know? Yeah. And I, I like to think that she would forget to forget. You have one of them that remembers, you have one of them that forget to forget. They are both like, they're, they're both best friends forever. <laughs> BFFs and everything. They're both completely different characters and they're always there for each other. And even if one... Yeah chose to remember and one chose to forget they would always be there for each other and that's just the way it's like chose to forget to yeah. like go off and go, go to, to college yeah. and just live a normal life the other one would kind of retain that memory and kind of be like the witch character exactly you know what i mean like to retain all of that mm -hmm. information and know what happened and the other gets to for forget everything and go off and live a normal life right thing exactly Meanwhile, all this hell is left behind kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, it's, it's like there's a yeah. lot more shit that was going down in Shudder to Think than you thought. And you thought there was a yeah. lot going on. And then you see that and it's like, oh, fuck, what? They're like we didn't hell. see beneath the surface of what was act what's actually happening under there with all the skin. Like the skinless men came from somewhere, I guess is yeah. the point. Like, you know, they, they, they came from somewhere and then they were trapped back down somewhere. Like they don't just go away. They went somewhere and they crawled out of somewhere and were dragging people into something, trying to do things. It's like you never saw a glimpse of what that actually was. Now you're actually seeing that it. it's this whole. It's basically it goes, be, it goes like beyond the witch because they would like the last yeah, it, issue we were led to believe that it was all the witch's fault. No, <laughs> it goes yeah, beyond that. Right. Shit was happening. Yeah. Like yeah, it, it's it's crazy, man. And yeah, it's like they're living, they live on top of hell. It's like the town is like on top yeah. of hell. It shudder to think, uh, pretty much. <laughs> so pretty crazy, man. I, I mean, a good ending. I, I, I liked it a lot. Um, I liked sort of leaving, leave, like it, it's frustrating when you have these like, well, we're leaving it up to you to decide what it means. This is a little bit less like, well, wait, wait a minute, but you didn't even give me clues to think of what right. it means. You know, that kind yeah. of thing of like, wait, wait a minute, but it doesn't add up. Um, you know, it's not even one of those things. This is more of like, okay, well, here's just a wider view of where these skinless men were coming from. But then the rest is kind of for you to decide what, what it means for the, for the main characters. But here's what's going on below the surface. Um, so it's a little bit different, but I, I really like it a lot. Um, it was very, uh, the first time I like read it, I was like, wait, what the fuck's going yeah. on here? Like, why, hang on now. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, having gone back through it and then us talking about it, um, it, you know, it kind of, I don't know, it kind of brought it all together and, uh, you know, made, made a little bit more sense and kind of made me sort of decide where I, how I look at it. But, uh, I dig it, man. I think it's a great, another great Hill House yeah, series, man. It so, was awesome, man. And I'm going to miss yeah. these two girls. 
Yeah, I, yeah those me two too. Girls, they're great, man. They're such good characters. And I don't know if it's appropriate for me to say as a man and all that, but I really like that uh, Elle is a bigger girl. Um, because yeah. a lot of the times these women are, and especially, you know, even, you know, she's only a teenager, teenager, but even younger girls are very sexualized in these comics. Yeah, you yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Sure. And she's just like, like a real girl, man. And she's awesome. She's a badass. She doesn't take yeah. any shit, but she's also has insecurities and all that. And, and that she's, right. you know, and I love that she's like, they don't try to, I, I, I don't know. She's she's just a bigger girl, you know what I mean? That's just the way she is, and I love that. And yeah. it's like it's such a good book as far as the characters and everything and all that. It's just awesome, man. Great, loved it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree, man. Um, and real quick, so we have the uh, the credits. So it's Lolo Woods. It is issue six, the final issue, and it is um, created by Carmen Maria Machado. Machado, Machado, is that Machado. how it's said? Um, <laughs> I don't know. No Machado, <laughs> okay. Carmen Maria Machado. I think it's uh, oh. how it's said. It also is the writer. We have uh, Donnie or Danny. There's D A N I. Danny. After this, that about Danny about drawing this whole thing too. I don't. Oh, dang. Okay. It's really cool. I did not read that. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, but go ahead. Yes. No. Yeah. It's so it's Danny does the pencils and inks. We've got uh. Tamara, uh, Bond villain on color, Steve Watts on letters, Sam Wolf Connolly on the cover, Jenny Fryson, who I'm a huge fan of, obsessed with on the variant cover. And we've got, uh, Madeo Tertoro, Tertoro, you're it right. Was it was supposed to be an R, Tertoro as the editor, Mark Doyle as executive editor. Um, and yeah, those are our credits. So fantastic yeah. job. If you want to actually hear Carmen Maria Machado, uh, and then say it correctly, which might be that way. There's a podcast called uh, The Scaredy Cats Horror Show, and Carmen Maria Muchado is a guest on uh, episodes three and four. Hmm. And that's a cool. podcast where one one guy tries to get his other friend who is terrified of horror movies <laughs> to actually sit down and watch oh, horror great, movies yeah. and actually do a podcast where they have to just say like, okay, you have to sit down and watch the movie and tell me what you think of it as a movie and how scared you were. And then they always have a guest. And so she was actually guest on episodes three and That's four. That's awesome, man. So, I gotta, I'm going to have to listen. Wait, to that. I think you told me that last about. time and I just never listened. Um, so, all right. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I'm out there covering, um, they're covering, they talk about the movie Alien in episode three. And then on episode four, they talk about Hereditary and Midsummer. So she actually gets to talk about three That's movies great. with them. So anyway, no, we're not sponsored by them. It's just a fun podcast. So anyway, anyways, the, the, there's a thing at the, at the last page on this is, uh, called it's Red Ink interview with Lola Woods artist Danny. Um, and so they ask her right from the first issue, Ellen Octavia feel like very real grounded characters, which we both agree. How do they take take shape for you? So the, Danny talks about you know them feeling like real characters from the very beginning, um, and he says during the time I was working on this book, I got to know them even better, and as a result, I would draw specific mannerisms or facial expressions for each girl's accordingly, and they would come so naturally to me because of course this is how they would react. While drawing them towards the end of the book, I thought, wow, this is actually the last time I'm going to draw Elle and Octavia. And I contemplated on their whole journey a bit and felt so proud of them and the people that they turned out to be. And one of the cool things, though, in, the, in this little interview here is that he he or she, I don't know what, they had never drawn bicycles before. 
And of course, bicycle ah, was a big part of this entire thing. So it actually, they oh, yeah. actually had to learn how to draw bicycles. He said, finally, I had hardly ever drawn a bicycle before the Lolo Woods. And this book is full of scenes where the girls are riding Elle's bicycle. Can't say it was my favorite part, but I'm thankful for the challenge and the practice. So it's, it's a really cool, like just a little like one page interview about the artist for this book who did such a yeah. great job. And they even mentioned like the, the, oh, yeah. the one scene that they get, they get, um, talked to the, the most about is Jessica's mother. When, when you, when it's revealed yep. that she's a sinkhole, which was an awesome scene. That was so cool. And I can't, I still can't believe like, like all those freaking they came out of her. How did neither, like, I don't know, how did Jessica not die? She was in that house. Then the, how did they not rip her apart right. when they came out of there? I don't know, but whatever. Right. <laughs> it's such a good book, man. <laughs> and I, I, I got it. I, I, this is, I am going to get the collection of this. I am going to, cause I have to, I have to, this is going to be yeah. like a, a great, like just one, just one sit down read. It's going to be awesome to finally actually just collect it all together instead of a span of six months. And just yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, you know, it will be a, it will be. I mean, yeah, I don't think it would be a crazy. It's like a once in future. It's just a good oh, sit down yeah. and one, one quick read graphic yeah. novel, which isn't a lot if you're like me at least. I, I don't read super fast, but like you were telling me like, Oh, once in future is, yeah, it's a quick read. And I was like, Oh, we'll see about that. And I was like, I'm about to read the first issue. And then I like, ended it. I was like, well, it's, it's been 30 minutes and I finished. The- it's <laughs> so good though. That's the yeah. thing. It was a quick read. It, it was great. So and the last two episodes too, like that's two issues, uh, seven yeah. and eight are freaking great too. It's got Beowulf. Now we're on to like King Arthur's still in it. Yeah. But it's like Beowulf's in it now. And dude, oh, badass man. So nice. good. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get that as soon as that trade yeah. comes out, so I can read it in twenty five minutes and then text you and like, holy <laughs> shit! It's not for a while though. That's gonna be another six months or so. Yeah, but. yeah. we'll get yeah. there. But uh, dude, Two I mean, great books. Hold shit, on, let me see. Down to like, let me see. Hold on, let me pull up because uh, I don't know, freaking see what I said uh, about uh, this issue here. I don't remember, man. It's been a while. It's been a few weeks, right? Uh, let's see here. All right. So for WeirdScienceDCComics.com, I gave it an eight out of 10 for Lolo Woods. Nice. There are very specific, nice. there are very specific parts of the stories that are left out to your imagination. And honestly, it's a part that you really don't want to see. Like you don't see what Elle sees, right? We, she, we never see what she, she remembers. Yeah. Um, and do you really want to though? Because it's probably yeah, frightening. Sure, yeah. It's probably bad. I think they, I think they let you kind of know what exactly. happens to Exactly. You know? Yeah. But yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. But they don't specifically show it or what anybody else sees, you know, what they remember. Possibly the truly horrifying things remain off panel. And I like that. The very last page, though, really makes me want this to continue. I really enjoyed both of the main characters in the series and I'm sad to see it end. But man, for whatever reason, it feels like it was the longest running of all of the Isle House comics. Over, it really does. does. Overall, the Lolo Woods was awesome and that art, fantastic. Eight out of 10. So that was my bits and pieces. Very good. Yep. Yeah. Very good, man. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a good, it's a, it's a great little series, man. Um, it does leave you wanting more, but it should Mm. though, you know, obviously (laughs) you should be like, Oh no, don't end. (laughs) Um, you know, so yeah, dude. It's been awesome. So, I mean, we've only got 
from what we talk about, we've got like one or two more issues of Plunge. Yeah. I think maybe a, um, that might be it. Because fuck Daphne Byrne, yeah. man. Plunge is the last one because we're not talking about Daphne Byrne. So, Shit. um, welcome to the Plunge podcast. Know, maybe we can say how that is, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, dude. Um, I'm about to have a freaking allergy attack. So let me just let's cut. <laughs> let's get to. Uh, I keep having to mute to sneeze and I don't know what's going on, but, um, uh, real quick, let's go ahead and, uh, w- give the people what they oh, want, they man. Want. Where can they find you? Where, where can they, where can you be located? All right. So on Twitter, you can find me at, at Joey Casco, J-O-E-Y-C-A-S-C-O. That's where you're going to find my mostly comic related stuff. Um, but I also have a wine blog, which I'm kind of taking a little break on. Right now, especially since I, I am actually a, a wine expert and, uh, this is the busy seasoning season for me with going into July 4th and working for a liquor store chain and everything. But, uh, the wine stalker at the wine stalker and stalker is S T A S T A L K E R. Um, and, uh, and you can see some of my reviews on the award winning weird science DC comics.com. Um, where I do, <laughs> I do, I do some of them here and there. I do the Hill House comics. I do Detective Comics and, uh, uh, Justice League Odyssey. And once Hill House comics is over, I might be picking up, picking up a few more. So yeah, that's basically about it. Yeah, Hell yeah, yeah dude. dude. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. It's been fun. I'm glad we finally were able to uh, come back and do these issues, man. Uh, so until next time, we'll just have to keep tabs on when the shit is actually going to come out. But, uh, yeah, dude, it's been real. So until next time, uh, take right, care, buddy. You too, man. I'll hear you though. Yeah, here we go. All, All right. right. So you have, we have a translation. We I have a have translation. Let's, let's hear what's this final okay. page of plot. So thank, thank you, Marina, for giving me a translation. And she says it, it's super silly. All right. So first person says, what do you have there? Americans? And they say automatic SOS from an American ship in Sinekic. Made up location, basically in parentheses, I guess. They are requesting evacuation. First person, what the hell are they doing at the island of Sinekik? Who invited them to Russia? Uh, second person says, I don't know. I'm sure they'd explain it all over the radio, but there is no power. The good news are they are still afloat. First person, or second person, wait, no, yeah, second person. The good news uh, is that within eight hours, there will be a submarine. They want to visit Russia sightseeing. We will give these Yankees a view of the whole continent when the hit wave throws their asses to orbit. So, I feel like it waves. might be a little, a little bit lost in translation, but it sounds like somebody from the boat like hit a distress signal. Yeah. What do they have there? Americans? Automatic? And, they want to visit Russia sighting. We'll give these Yankees a view of the whole continent when the hit wave throws their asses to orbit. Are they creating? Or, or they plan on killing these, these people that just went back to the boat and they're calling in a new crew yeah. to then consume some more. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. I don't know, but it's, it's like, but at the same time, it's like the Stalin deal is too much of a thing that's just made up. For them to just like dry, draw people in. Like it seems like the fact that it's a real thing in another book seems like it would be relevant, but maybe it's not. 
maybe they're just drawing people in and they just keep sending off distress signals and, and bringing in rescue. Well, that's, well, that's the thing. It was kind of alluded to in this issue is that that's what they do. Like if somebody denies them, they just either add them to their collection or they kill them. Yeah. Depending, you know, and, and on what they need at that point. So they're, who, automatic SOS from an American ship in Sikinik, they're requesting evacuation. But then who, who requested evacuation? That's true. It would have to be sent from the ship. Yeah. But at the same time, somebody on the ship who was infected, like, was on board and killed. You know what I mean? Somebody on, like, within the first couple of issues, somebody on board was infected and, like, killed another person. And they have these body bags and like an infected person. So it's like, but it's another one of those things with this, this, this whole book though, too, is like, when's October 8th? When is that in the timeline? It seems to be after the events that we're currently seeing because what, in, in, okay. uh, in issue, um, one, it gets you up to October 6th and it's like getting to like the night. Okay. So the next issue goes to like that night where they're all, you know, partying and stuff. And like, so it's within those couple of days. So I think it's all kind of in the same time. Yeah. So at some point, somebody pulls like following day. Ah, man. All right. But they, yeah, Ah, they want to visit Russia sightseeing. We'll give these Yankees a view of the whole continent when the hit waves throw their app. What is a hit wave? Is that the, Freaking tsunami? I mean, Are they going to create this tsunami? It's not a wave. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what? I mean, maybe they know. Maybe the Russians know. And they're trying it's to. coming from that island, you know? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're trying to avoid. That's how they're doing it. They're just trying to avoid people from freaking going there and, and falling into their trap. I don't know, man. I don't know. Ah. I don't know, man. That's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Shit. I don't know. But uh, I'm glad we got that kind of last minute. So. Well, it's something to definitely think about. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. damn. All right, man. All right, dude. I'm going to cut it here. All right. See ya.